In this episode of Hacking Normal, we talk about a question that I found on Quora. Uh, the question was posed by a man named Mark M., and he essentially asked the, asked the following, I need to get a grip and start again. How do I do that at the age of 54? Now, that's a pretty tough question um, to answer because there's a lot of nuances that go into that kind of question, especially when the, the guy's 54 years old. If it was like a seven-year-old, it'd be way easier to point this out. But after doing some thinking and stewing over his question, I think I've kind of figured out a, a five-step, if we want to call it a five-step process, to kind of get him back on the right path. What I think he's really seeking is not necessarily to start over, but just a realignment of his priorities. So to do that, I talk about in this podcast that first we need to visualize where we want, where we want to go. Then after that, we need to set our guiding principles, then implement some schmat goals, something that I have come up with, and then celebrate our victories. And then finally, after we've celebrated our victories, reflect on our journey to see where we started and then now where we are. So enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Hacking Normal. My name is John Stevenow, and today we're going to talk about an article I wrote on my website, hackingnormal.com, in response to a guy um, named Mark M. on Quora, one of the community forums that I follow. Um, he was asking some questions in kind of like the, uh, the personal development section, and his question was a simple one, but I think it has a complicated and complex response. So his question was simply... I need to get a grip and start again. How do I do that at the age of 54? Now, when I first saw this question, um, a few things went through my mind. One, that's a really tough question to answer. I mean, there are so many variables that need to be accounted for. There's so many things um, that you could possibly be asking about starting over again. Is it a relationship you're trying to start over? Is it your work you're trying to start over? Is it a relationship with your kids? If you even have kids, are you looking to start? You know, like all of those things it's very difficult to answer such a broad question. Um, So what I did, um, and you can see the article on hackingnormal.com, just um, go to the site and search for uh, the process of starting over. And what I do is I just kind of broke it down in kind of a 10,000 or 50,000 foot level and discussed, you know, what is it like to essentially start over? What are the steps that could go into starting over Um, And maybe in a more, I'm going to refer to it as hacked way, Um, not feel like you have to be reinventing the wheel, but just kind of reevaluating yourself. I mean, he's 54 years old. That's 53, almost 54, if you want to be uh, uh, splitting hairs about it. That's 54 years of knowledge that he's looking to just erase and try to, you know, go from scratch. And that's just not possible. So, um for the rest of this podcast, I want to kind of discuss my ideas on how he could move forward with his life in a way that I think would be the most uh, productive for himself. So um, now whether you're 25 years old, 54 years old, or even 89 years old, you're never really going to truly start over. Every one of us builds on the experiences that we've brought with us up to this moment in our lives. Um, A lot of people say when they're starting over that they're just going to, like I was saying, start from scratch, throw all of it away, get a whole new plan. But in reality, that's just not going to happen. 
Um, what most people are really saying when they want to start over is that they're looking for a realignment of their priorities. Um, and I think that's a really important thing to think about. It's not that we're getting rid of all the experiences of our life because those are essentially what brought us to this moment and make us who we are. If we hadn't had those past experiences, we would probably not be wanting to start over today. Maybe we made a lot of mistakes, but don't worry about those mistakes. They're good. They're going to make us better people in the long run. So we're looking for a realignment, not necessarily starting from scratch. For most of us, this realignment is going to come when we have realized that we are focusing our energy on things that may not be what we want, or we're focusing our efforts on the wrong things. Um, we may have overvalued the pursuit of money or spent too, much, uh, spent too much time watching sports instead of being with our families, or we missed an opportunity because we were, we were afraid to take a risk. Um, whatever your case may be, if you are having this moment where uh, you want to do a realignment or start over, um, don't be afraid to look at your past experiences to lay a new foundation for your, for your future self. I mean, that's really, really important. Um, and now, like I said at the beginning, this is a complicated question. Very simple question, complicated answer. Since I don't know Mark's life, I can't really speak to the individual moment at which he realized his life needed some realignment. Um, but to illustrate how I would go through this process of starting over, I'm going to go through kind of a personal experience of mine. Um, for me, one of my biggest realignments and keep in mind, I'm 26, almost 27 years old at the recording of this podcast. So take that as a grain of salt. Um, but for me, one of my biggest realignment realignments came during a reflection of how happy I was with the way I was working. Um, I had worked at a company for a couple of years and I was coming to the conclusion that I didn't like the situations that I was in. I didn't like the amount of money that I was making. I didn't like the people I was around. I didn't like the skills that I was not learning or having a stagnation with. Um, and just to sum it all up, I essentially just hated the projected path of my career. I saw myself sitting at a desk watching the pixels blink on the screen for 40 years while, you know, <laughs> try to give a graphic description while my back curls into a rigid crescent shaped hook. You know, um, I saw loathing and resentment. I essentially saw a life absent of moments that I would want to share with loved ones in the later years of my life. I mean, just to sum it up in a single sentence, I pretty much was seeing despair. And I know that's pretty bleak, and I know that that's maybe, you know, uh, being over the top, but it, it was how I felt at that time. I needed, as Mark says, to start over. I needed, and, and I still am working on, doing a realignment of my life. So in order to do that, I had to start out with the first thing, which was visualize the truth that I wanted. I wanted to visualize the future that I needed. Okay. And for each of us, that's going to be different. Um, so I describe it as visualizing my subjective truth. Um, how I want my life to be could be completely unique to everyone else around me. And I don't want to try and push that on you. Um, because basically, your subjective truth is the culmination of your experiences that form up your philosophy. And the philosophy of your life is how you perceive the world. Do you see things in a negative way, a positive way? Do you feel like you have control over your life or do you feel like someone else does? Reflecting on myself and contemplating the things that I thought were true about me and what I wanted to change, I discovered two major things. Okay, First, 
when it comes to work, I know that I'm never going to want to stop working. You know, I don't want to be homeless. And I also believe that being unproductive is one of the worst things that I could do for my life. I need to always be producing and making something better. It's something I crave and something I, I need in my life. Second, the second truth is I crave autonomy and efficacious action. I, essentially, I want to be working on my own with things that make a difference. And with those two truths, so I never want to be able to stop working and having autonomy and efficacious action, I created my principles. So in step two, with my philosophy carved out, my subjective truth figured out, I now have to create my principles. So when it comes to work and my realignment for the things I care about there, I said I needed three principles. One, I must always be able to control my time, meaning I can work at three o'clock in the morning if I want to, or I can work a normal eight to five, or I can work at nine o'clock at night. I want to be able to control the time at which I work. Second, I want to be able to control my location. I want to be able to work at an office or at a Starbucks or on the beach or in my room sitting in my bed. Now, I don't really like working in my bed because it makes me feel lazy and all of that. But the point is I want to be able to control where I work. And then lastly, the third principle is that I want to be able to control my income streams. Too many times I've talked to people who say that I'm not making enough money. Uh, my job's dead end. I'm never going to be able to get more of a raise. The company doesn't give out raises. Your your entire perception of, of monetary value is based on someone else's um, essentially charity to you. Um, and I'm just, I don't want that to happen. If I'm going to work for other people, I want to have the opportunity to work for multiple people so that I can give a buffer to any um, unplanned uh, income interruptions. Uh, so if I get fired or a position gets let go or I decide I just don't want to work for the company anymore because I have a disagreement or I see things going in the wrong direction, um, I want to be able to part ways without going through a, a a feeling that I'm going to lose all of my financial resources. So those are my three principles. I want to have control of my time, location, and income stream. Step three is implementation. And this is the tricky part. Um, if you can see your future and understand your, your principles, implementing your new philosophy of, uh, for your life is, is exciting, but people fall through all the time um, because it's so much harder than people think. Um, for a long time, I thought, you know, just set goals. Give yourself a three-month, six-month, year-out goal. Um, that'll be all you need. And I was using the SMART uh, philosophy, which is that, uh, you know, strategic, measurable, actionable, reasonable, and timely goals. The problem with that was is those SMART goals were actually some of the worst of the worst goals I could give myself because those SMART goals didn't actually require me to become anything different. They just told me to think within the current box that I was in and to work within the current skill set that I have essentially that reasonable aspect of it. So I had to come up with a whole new idea for setting goals. And I came up with something called the SHMAT method. Instead of the SMART goal method, it's SHMAT, which is S-H-M-A-T, which are strategic, habitual, measurable, actionable, and timely. And the biggest difference between those two, the SMART and the SHMAT method, is that instead of my goals having to be kept in a box of reasonableness, 
they are now kept in a box of they have to be habitual, meaning every day I have to do something that moves my goal forward. For the podcast, for example, every day I need to be writing and thinking about the next episode that I'm going to be doing. Every day for the website, I need to make sure that I'm looking at articles, um, reading stories, reading case studies, reading testimonials, um, answering questions on forums, people contacting me. I need to do something every day that makes me think, okay, is this stuff that I'm working on moving me forward to my ultimate goal of having a decently uh, large audience uh, for my podcast? If not, what can I change? Whenever I do that, I then make it a habitual goal to try to work towards that goal or to that objective. So hopefully that wasn't too uh, confusing, but just remember, instead of doing reasonable goals, I'm trying to do habitual daily goals. Okay. So just because we've gone so deep so far, first step was visualizing my subjective truth. Second one was getting my principles. Three was now implementing my principles and my subjective truth with habitual daily goals. Four or step four, excuse me. Uh, as weird as it is, you need to celebrate your, your victories. Um, the small things that are, uh, like for instance, learning a new skill, getting a certificate. Like if you were searching to become a Google AdWords, um, certified individual, you learn the new skill set, you get the, the certificate, you should print it out and put it on the wall, put it onto your resume, give yourself something to say, yes, I spent time, energy, and effort to do this thing. And it came to fruition. Now I can, I'm going to use the word brag. I can brag about it, but I can use it as part of, I'm now a better person. And not only that, but I've taken a major, even if it's small, but a major step forward in completing my objective. For instance, the AdWords example is a great one for me. When I was working, I wanted to have a new asset for digital marketing, which was understanding what Google AdWords was. I opened up a Google AdWords account, was totally confused, had no idea what was going on. I bought a course on Udemy.com and spent 25, 30 hours watching this guy explain to me every aspect of AdWords. And then after that, I can open up anybody's AdWords account and I can do anything you want out of it. Now that to me made me more valuable in a digital marketing role, but it also made me a better person because it changed me. It made me have to do a habitual daily action that made me say that, you know, learning is not a bad thing and I'm going to do it more regularly, especially with goals that are reflective and desired uh, for my, my chosen career path. And then number five is uh, essentially just do an evaluation, do a reflection on your progress. Um, it's so easy to accidentally stray from the, the healthy path you set out for yourself at the beginning. Um, but if we give ourselves an opportunity on a daily basis, a weekly basis, monthly, and so on, to reflect on what we've done, we can actually see where we started and then where we are today. And that allows us to go, I am making progress. You know, one of my biggest things, even outside of this example of work realignment, is like when I started working out and taking care of my body, you know, I, I didn't take a before picture. And I wish I had, because now when I look at myself, you know, I started working out three years ago, but I saw incremental daily changes rather than this massive change. The only time I really get, you know, positive feedback from my physical changes is when people go, wow, you've been working out. I haven't seen you in a couple of years. You look totally different. If you can give yourself an opportunity to reflect and write down the, the progress that you're making, 
when you go back over that time frame, you'll be able to see the massive steps you've taken forward. And I think that that's really important. So um, just to conclude, um, while I, like I said, like I didn't know Mark's situation and um, starting over is, uh, I think, really just a request to do a realignment. I think the steps to doing this realignment are really, really easy. Um, just start with visualizing where you want to go, set the guiding principles, implement as many schmat goals as you'd like, celebrate your small and large victories, and then at the end of that, reflect on the journey that you, that has taken you to this point. You know, but one of the biggest issues with this is sounds easy, but what's easy to do is also easy not to do. Um, so if this is interesting to you, I highly suggest going out and trying it out. Um, and until then, talk to you next time.